The Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It's Wednesday. We have a huge show tonight at 9 p.m. on Blaze TV that I don't want you to miss. It is... It's the new war on terror. It's a war of terror. Innocent until proven conservative. What is the left doing and what is our government doing right now? On January 6th, they are they are setting a trap for half of the country. We'll talk about that tonight at 9 o'clock. The other trap that we've all kind of been in is this... Uh, this Faucian trap or Faucian bargain, if you will, if you're Steve Dace. Uh, Steve wrote a book called The Faucian Bargain, released it, and it was all about the truth, as he saw it, of COVID. And this, these, all these things were, oh, you, I mean, you couldn't say those on YouTube. You couldn't say those anywhere, except on The Blaze and on his radio program and in a, uh, in a book. But you couldn't say it in social media. Now, suddenly, the media is rediscovering all of the truths. So let's go to the guy who got it right the first time. Not Fauci, but Steve Dace in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. You want to make Dad happy on Father's Day? Here's how you do it. You clean your room, you mow the lawn, you take the garbage out like you're supposed to. Maybe pay the electrical the electric bill since you're constantly running it up by leaving the lights on all over the house all the time. Oh, that's not well, that's not a good Father's Day message. If you want something a little easier, just go to Omaha Steaks and type back into the search bar. Then get Dad the Get Out and Grill assortment. It has 20 entrees he's guaranteed to love. Burgers, plump chicken breasts, sides, desserts, four 10-ounce butcher's cut New York strips. The strips are aged 30 days. And why is that important? Because that is what makes it tender and lovely and delicious. Uh, Right now, you can get a uh, special. You will get four free New York strip burgers with your order. All you have to do is go to omahasteaks.com. Use the keyword Beck. And uh, and get the the get out and grill assortment today. Don't just uh, don't just send a gift. Don't just bring him a gift. Bring him something he's going to love for several months. For a limited time, get four free New York Strip burgers with your order. It's OmahaSteaks.com. Keyword Beck. Steve Dace, Blaze TV host from the Steve Dace program and the author of The Faucian Bargain. Steve, I know that uh, you took a lot of heat for the things that you were saying uh, about uh, the Wuhan virus, the China virus, and where it came from. Uh, Mm -hmm. It looks as though uh, you were right. It's amazing what happens when you go with what is the what's the actual information, facts and data say, as opposed to what is the political narrative, because the only science we've been doing in this country, Glenn, for the last 15 months is political science, brother. You know what I'm saying? That's the only yeah, I do. science we have been doing. And if you go to our book, Fauci and Bargain, um, it's got more footnotes than pages. I didn't put a lot of almost any conjecture in there. I didn't connect a lot of dots because I wanted the data in there to be airtight. But if you go to the chapter on the Wuhan lab, which has its own chapter in the book, 
We left several breadcrumbs in the air in there where discerning people like will be found in audiences like yours and mine could connect dots. For example, um, the intermediate horseshoe bat, which is what was said to have feasted in the wet market that caused the uh, the adaptation of the virus from animal to human. That that bat doesn't nest any closer than 600 plus miles from Wuhan, China. So it didn't and come from the lab that's in the town. It came from a bat that's over 600 miles away. Yes. Right. And it's it's very difficult to get and dangerous to get this bat. Correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. I mean, you have to go like into deep into caves and places like yeah. that. All right. And I, I know the get this bat. And I know the Wuhan uh, labs did a documentary back. Uh, they filmed it back in the summer before we had uh, the virus. And they were talking about how dangerous the coronavirus is from these bats as they were collecting them. But apparently that had nothing to do with anything. All right. Indeed. We've heard a ton about gain of function research. But one of the things and that and that is in our book. All right. Which gain of function research is essentially uh, let me drop a nuclear bomb on Bikini Bikini Island and study what it does to the wildlife and the ecosystem, things of that nature. But I'm going to do that with a virus that is a lot can metastasize a lot faster than nuclear fallout can be, particularly in one of China's largest cities. But there was another kind of research that they were doing over there that is documented in our book. And in fact, our own National Institute of Health gave over $7 million uh, to the Wuhan Institute of Virology in order to do this research, When it's called, quote, spillover research uh, or spillover potential. And what this is, it essentially says they want to know, it's a fancy term for what are the odds or the ability of a virus, get this, to jump from animal to humans. We gave over $7 million to the Wuhan Institute of Virology to study that spillover potential. That hasn't even made it in to much of the mainstream media yet, except outside of Steve Hilton's show on Fox News. But that is another, that's sort of, you know, if, if this issue was a southpaw, we're jabbing with the right hand right now on gain of function. The spillover mm-hmm. potential is when we, hit, we come with the left now for the knockout punch. Because why would we ever study that, first of why, all? And then why we combine would... that along with gain of function research. Uh, you know, it's like what Woody Hayes once said about the forward pass, Glenn. Three things can happen and two of them are bad, okay? Why, why would the, NA, uh, the NIH do this why why would the backing of fauci why would fauci say yes we'll we'll send you seven million dollars to uh, to the wuhan institute of virology why would he do that to investigate the spillover so i've been asked a lot of questions but one in particular doing publicity for this book for the last month and a half because one of the things that we see in our book is we follow the chain of evidence of of, of, of what ron DeSantis in his endorsement of our book called fauciism And if you look at what Anthony Fauci was saying about COVID-19 in January, February, in the New England Journal of Medicine, even into early March, everything he said about its modest risk, take it seriously, but he had a modest risk assessment. 15 months later, all of the data shows he was correct in his initial assumptions. Then on March 11th, he goes to Congress, does a complete 180, even from what he was telling the White House, we found out from sources inside the White House. They were blindsided by this, too. On March 11th is when he goes to Congress, says it's going to be 10 times worse than the flu. It's captain trips, basically. The country was all shut down. The NBA shut down that night after the Rudy Gobert, Godair positive. What happened? And what else. happened? What my happened? My theory, I, did not, I didn't put it in the book, okay, but here's my theory. My theory is that Collins, who's the, Francis Collins, who runs the NIH, who's Fauci's boss, is that Collins and Fauci had kind of been snookered into a, a Chinese investigative co-op after the first SARS. 
on how to preemptively get ahead of the new SARS uh, and, and probably didn't even know things like the head of the Wuhan Institute of Virology was actually appointed by China was their former bioweapons program director. That's documented in our book as well. Jeez. Probably didn't even know these things because we're all just one big globalist happy family. They've had most favored nation status. They're half, hell, they're half the country's landlord nowadays, Glenn. I mean, we're, we're I the Tricoms in the U.S., I mean, it's ebony and ivory, brother. You know what I'm saying? Crimson and clover. And so they probably didn't um, even ask any questions. And so all the initial assumptions that they got about COVID in early 2020 probably all came from China. And then somewhere along the line, the intelligence came into the White House. The stuff that you're hearing right now that was just in the Wall Street Journal, this is the stuff that the president and the White House were probably told 15 months ago. And word gets over to NIH and NIAID, that's Fauci's department, and suddenly it's like, oh, bleep. I guess I can't trust all of their assumptions. We're starting from ground zero. We have to start our own real-time data. We don't know what we're dealing with. And I think that explains all of the duplicity. That explains the why he has denied um, natural immunity and a lot of scientific precedent about airborne viruses and why masks don't work, because he has been entirely unsure that we were actually dealing with a natural phenomenon that fell within the, the, the laws of established science when maybe a synthetic or an engineered or a designer virus would not. And I think that is the smoking gun here. And I think then you throw in all the media, making him a papal-like figure and the ego gets involved. I think that's the, the frosting on the cake. But I think the origin of all of the duplicity is when he was when the intel came in that China's probably not telling us the truth in late June. I'm sorry, in late January of 2020, the WHO in a tweet, the last I checked, is still up. The World Health Organization tweeted out China assures us there's no person to person transmission of COVID-19. That was in oh late January of 2020. And I think he figured out, oh, bleep, um, we got our hands in the cookie jar here. And they've been trying to figure out how to cover their steps ever since. Okay, so talking about covering it, tell me the role of EcoHealth and Peter Daszak. They're the Planned Parenthood of this operation. And Peter Daszak is the Margaret Sanger, if you will. Mm. Uh, EcoHealth, so when, when Fauci said to Rand Paul about a week and a half ago that I've not funded any gain-of-function research, all right, this is a little bit like when your politicians have told our audiences for the last 30 years since the Hyde Amendment, we don't fund abortions. Federal government can't do that. We do, though, however, just give a half a billion dollars a year to the organization that does more of them than anybody else. And I'm sure they're just going to use that for clerical work, um, uh, charity, and Correct. all those breast uh, cancer exams they never do, right? That's what EcoHealth was. EcoHealth was the funneling mechanism here. The money, went to the, the money for the gain-of-function research went to them. They were the ones who partnered in with Wuhan, the Wuhan Institute, with actually conducting the research, which, by the way, scientists from all over the, uh, the country. Johns Hopkins even have been very critical of this kind of research. Correct. The Obama they actually got it, wasn't it, it? Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't John Hopkins instrumental in getting it shut down? Yes, and back in 2014, it was shut down um, with their and others' recommendations by the Obama administration. It started again in 2017. I've not been able to find out how. It, I don't know if it was just as simple as they just figured with the transition to a new administration, they could slip it past the bureaucratic goalie and it would go unnoticed, but it just kind of re-began again in 2017. I don't really know how or what, imp what was the impetus for that, but, but EcoHealth is the mechanism by which the funding was given to them, and then they helped conduct that research. Peter Daszak, 
um, is was was in, was of somebody who was all over the media last year, claiming this was a conspiracy theory. Everything else, I believe, he was featured in a 60 Minutes profile that took Emerald uh, Robinson's uh, work at, the, at at Newsmax, connecting a lot of these dots, and called her a conspiracy theory, and she doesn't know what she's talking about. Well, he ended up being the only American that was appointed to the World Health Organization panel to then look at hmm. the true origins of the com- coronavirus. Wow. And came back and told us that it, that it was a natural phenomenon, but it's the guy that was working as EcoHealth in helping conduct the actual research. So everywhere okay. you go, it stinks, Glenn. Bad. All right. Now, let me, let me cover this one thing, and then I have, uh, I'm going to take a one-minute break and come back and ask you uh, a question. Before I take the break, you said that the bioweapons program, the Communist Party bioweapons uh, chief, was made the chief of the Wuhan Institute, where we yes. think that this virus came from. Um, yes. I read two weeks ago, I think it was, that uh, that same head was pushing for some sort of a weapon that would be a coronavirus that they could unleash and it would um, it would take out the West and that would be uh, enough of a stumbling block to take all of their economies down and China could rise as the power. Um, is is that true? Are people looking into that? What is that story? Well, let's just connect a couple of quick dots. All right. So in 2018 and 2019, China is riddled with the first real threat against its hegemony in the region with all of the, uh, the riots and protests going on in its chief financial district of Hong Kong. At that time, you've got Trump waging an all-out trade war against them at the exact same time. And so the first time they're economically quartered, and it really since pre-Tiananmen Square, suddenly this virus emerges out of Wuhan, China, from a bat that nests 600 miles away, because if we didn't have Wuhan for luck, Glenn, we'd have no luck at all, shuts all the Western economies down. Oh, by the way, it uniquely targets, unlike Spanish flu, unlike polio, Hong Kong flu, which really didn't discriminate against demographics, this uniquely targets the elderly and the infirm. So a virus comes from a country that forcibly aborts children it doesn't want at the nascent stage, And then later on, when they're no longer productive citizens, wipes out nursing homes all over the fruited plain. And this all just happens to coincide at a time China is the most threatened it's been in about 40 years. It's one hell of a coincidence. I'll say that there is there is also a uh, serious uh, paper that is going to be coming out soon that is looking into why there was such uh, a marked difference between European uh, people, ancestors of European descent, and Asian descent. Uh, and and the, the response quickly is, well, uh, that's because uh, all those uh, Asian countries, they, you know, they were prepared for things like this. But it, mm-hmm. it, uh, it doesn't seem logical. Are you, are you following any of that? It doesn't seem logical. I mean, we're sitting here right now. Um, we're still not even sure the Tokyo Olympics are going to take place later this summer. And we've been told three times in our media that Japan has conquered the virus with masks as their cases continue to escalate and skyrocket. They also, by the way, have a level of what we call crossover immunity from, you know, coronaviruses, as your audience probably knows, are not new. They've mutated into other forms like colds or Mm -hmm. things of that nature in the last few decades. 
They get more exposed to those over in the Asian countries than we do. China, Japan still cannot get its case amount under control that we can sit here today as we head into Memorial Day weekend. We still don't know yet, while the virus is in full retreat here in the U.S., we still can't sit here right here today and say in a couple of months we're going to have the Summer Olympics in Tokyo. We don't know that yet. All right, Steve, uh, hold on one minute. One more question, uh, and that is about consequences. What are the consequences of China if these things are true? In one minute. First, let me stop tell you about Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is a great cell service, bigger coverage than any of the other big carriers. They have the same kind of service because they're all on the same cell towers. I mean, they're shooting the beams the same way. So if you want a better price, I think better service, larger uh, coverage area, uh, and you want to work with a company that's not spending money with Planned Parenthood, you know, not promoting anti-Second Amendment or anti-First Amendment or supporting big tech, hmm, I, I would suggest maybe you uh, switch over right now to Patriot Mobile. We have got to support each other. We have to do the things that, you know, maybe are inconvenient. This is an, this is an inconvenience, not the 90s anymore. You know, it's not like you have to take the ring, uh, the uh, ring to Mordor. You, 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 all you have to do is just call or get online and you can switch. And it's super easy. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's it. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Steve, uh, I, I mean, I, I tend to go to the, the fiction side of things. You know, I look at the possibilities <laughs> of things. Mm -hmm. uh, and as I'm looking at why this was completely poo-pooed, why they completely stood against it, and now everybody's coming out and say, oh, wow, it looks like China. I think that's because they, uh, uh, they couldn't have Donald Trump in charge at the time of whatever the penalty has to be for China, because he's not in this big global, hey, let's all, you know, build back better. Uh, and and and, you know, you could go to war over something like this. There should be at least um, a massive. I mean, I, I don't even know how you would you would appraise it a massive penalty. Uh, financially on China. But who's going to do it? That's the key. Um, you know, who there's mutual assured destruction here. Who's calling that note in is really what you're asking. Who has the leverage to do that? And, and I think actually we need singular accountability where Anthony Fauci and our, is concerned. Because, you know, in the past, I've kind of you know gone away from motivational conversations they're probably when people that do what we do for a living are at our best and worst when we try to gauge other people's motivations. And in the end, whether it's stupidity or malfeasance, we end mm -hmm. up with the same result anyway. But in this case, mm -hmm. is different. We must know motivations in this case because the motivations are what led to the policy. The motivations are what led to the messaging. The motivations are what led to the suffering we're still undergoing uh, as a civilization yes. as we speak. Yes. We must. We need a nine. And we call for this in our book, Fauci and Bargain. We need a 9-11 style of tribunal here. 
of, of what happened. What did Anthony, what changed when Anthony Fauci wrote this would be at a pandemic level flu lethality in the New England Journal of Medicine on February 28th, and then 11 days later went to Congress and basically said, we're going to live in the stand. All right. What changed in those 11 days? Hell, just three days before that, Glenn, he was on 60 Minutes poo-pooing masks. What changed? How come there's been, this has been the greatest exercise in gaslighting retconning I have ever seen in my career. And it's, it's comprehensive across the board. Notice how all the media, almost as if they got a cue, something wicked this way comes. So get out ahead of it right now and start having a right. strange new respect for the Wuhan lab theory, right? We're being right. gaslighted in real time at a level we've never been. There must be, you know, people like you and I, we have friends that we know that serve in Congress, serve in the Senate particularly from the yep. state of Texas, they're likely yep. going to win that midterm election next year. We need to be leaning on them. We want real tribunal-level hearings of what happened here. Thank you very much, Steve Dace, who immediately follows this program on Blaze TV. He is very smart, very wise, and ties things together. He has been on this from the beginning. The name of the book is The Faucian Bargain, and it is available everywhere. The Faucian Bargain by Steve Dace. Back in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, I like to read, you know, about odd little historic coincidences. For, for example, did you know that during the hyperinflation period in the Weimar Republic in Germany, and during the Great Depression in the United States, gold rose in value by an extraordinary amount. Did you know that? I mean, it's just a coincidence, I'm sure. In totally unrelated news, Wednesday of last week, all markets took a huge hit except for gold. In fact, everything went down and gold went up. That means maybe it's not a coincidence. Um, gold did exactly what it's supposed to do. This is why I own gold. I own it for a hedge against insanity this is this is this is you know this is the the killer antibiotic that's the last resort that's what gold is it's the storehouse of value of the last resort and right now i want you to call gold line they have a a great deal on extremely popular and limited product it is called the two ounce silver maple flex bar. You can buy them outright or you can receive them free with every tube of $5 Liberty Gold coins purchased. Do it now. Call them now. 866 Gold Line. 866 Gold Line. By the way, tonight, 9 o'clock, you don't want to miss it. What is happening? This new war of terror on conservatives. Tonight at 9, Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. I think we all know that the left has declared war on the family, on traditional America, on the um, the Western way of life, on Christianity, on Judaism. Clearly, that's in our streets against white people and the white culture which I think that's why people had a problem with me when I said, Obama, I feel like he's a racist. No, that's not quite the right word. I just feel he has some deep-seated hatred for the white culture. <gasps> the white culture, how dare you say that? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we're now seeing. It's not racism by that name. It's critical race theory. That's what it is. 
That's what I was sent, uh, uh, sensing. That's what you on the left knew what I was getting at. That's why you use that to try to destroy me. Well, too bad you lost. That's exactly what's happening in America. And they are using every tool to make sure that you are separated and silenced. It's uh, something that uh, communists and fascists do over and over again. And it is, it is so evil. And it is happening inside of our government right now. It's not war against a nation state or a terror group. They are making the terror group into us. It's a war on any person or idea that stands in the way of their radicalism. And they are weaponizing every government institution to come after people like you and me. The intelligence community, the Department of Homeland Security, private corporations. You know, outside of the McCarthy era, the communist witch hunt, we have never seen what we're seeing right now. Years from now, I think we're going to look back and go January 6th, that riot. That's what started it all. That's the day it began. That's when it was innocent until proven conservative. Why are they hoarding over 14,000 hours of CCTV footage from January 6th? Why are they not being transparent with the domestic terror threats? Why are they creating the illusion that right-wing terror is on the rise and the biggest threat to our nation? Tonight, I'm going to answer those questions. It all boils down to this. They're gearing up to label anyone and everyone that doesn't bend the knee into a radical. You will be branded. You're pro-life? Terrorist. Oppose lockdowns? Mask mandates? Pro-Second Amendment? Support election laws that, like, were passed in Georgia? You're a white supremacist. Tonight, the new war on terror it's actually a war of terror, innocent until proven conservative. Watch it tonight. We've worked a couple of weeks on this special tonight. I think you are going to learn an awful lot, and it's information that you need to know. You can watch it on Pluto TV. You can watch it on our YouTube channel, Blaze TV YouTube, or you can follow us on Blaze TV. If you're not a subscriber, join the family. We all need to stand together, and boy, we need your voice and your to be able to count you in the ranks of people. There is power in numbers. Please join us, blazetv.com slash Glenn. All right. I want to play something from CNN. Um, they are now blaming Trump for the dismissal of the Wuhan lab theory. And I'm not going to make this about uh, the virus. This is about something much bigger. I want you to listen to this. But we've come a long way from people dismissing this as a conspiracy theory to a lot of people taking this seriously, Maggie. 
Hmm. We have, John. And look, I do think it's important to remember that part of the issue when this was first being reported on and discussed back a few months after the pandemic had begun was that then-President Trump and Mike Pompeo, uh, the uh, Secretary of State, both suggested they had seen evidence that this was formed in a lab, and they also suggested it was not released on purpose, but they refused to release the evidence showing what it was. And so because of that, that made this instantly political. I think that it was, you know, example 1000 when the Trump administration learned that when you have burned your own credibility over and over again, people are not immediately going to believe you, especially in an election year. However, that stop, stop. Okay, so their excuse now for not looking into this is that Donald Trump didn't have any credibility. Hmm. Okay. So if somebody who was a coke addict that was doing blow on his desk in the World Trade Center all the time came into your office and said, there's a plane, there's a plane, it just went into the building. Would everybody go, ha, 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 he has no credibility. He's a coke addict. Or would somebody say, I should just check on that to make sure See, they're trying to say that Donald Trump had no credibility. Okay, let's say you believe that. Uh, He had no credibility. But what about Pompeo? What about all of the other sources that had credibility that you set out to destroy? See, this isn't not, don't let them make this about Donald Trump because it's not about Donald Trump. It is about them controlling the narrative. I don't know why they didn't want to look into this story, but they didn't look into this story. And it may be just because they didn't have any trust in Donald Trump and Mike Pompeo, and they believe China more than those guys. Okay, well, then that goes to the editor. How come you haven't fired those people? How come you didn't step up and go, guys, we have to at least check it? I can't tell you how many stories that I have heard that I would love to tell you because, oh, they would be great fun and they would be all about the left being more evil than they than they actually are. And I think they're pretty damn evil. But we look into the stories. We look into the stories that we like and want to share. And most times those don't turn out to be true. And then when somebody we disagree with, they say something. We're like, is that true? Can somebody check on that? Even if it's just to say we thoroughly vetted this, there is no evidence of it. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. They went on the bandwagon just like hydroxychloroquine without any, any kind of evidence. And they destroyed a a good drug, hydroxychloroquine, uh, a good remedy, hydroxychloroquine, uh, any doctor who was prescribing it. Remember, they tried to ban it and tell doctors you couldn't prescribe it. Their incompetence, their willingness, just because Donald Trump said something, there must be a payment for that because that led to people's death. This has led to incredible poverty and destruction. And if you poo-pooed it, And you set this whole wheel in motion. It's not good enough that you're like, oh, you know what? Now that Joe Biden says it, I believe it. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. 
because you have a pattern of this. Russell Brand, I, I've tried to get him on my podcast. It, it, please tweet out to Russell Bla- uh, Brand. Please come on the Glenn Beck podcast. This guy is uh, uh, logical. He is following uh, the trail wherever it leads. And that's what we need to do. It doesn't mean that you follow it uh, to the end of, of, a, of a rainbow and you're like, oh, there, I'm still looking for the pot of gold. But uh, you use your brain. And you look at the evidence as you go down that trail. You will reject most of the trails. But you got to go down and ask the questions. Listen to Russell Brand uh, talking about the media and big tech colluding to protect Joe Biden. Look, I'm not a pro-Republican person. I don't see myself that way. I don't see myself as conservative or that I'm in a Trump or... Giuliani or the kind of media establishments that were reporting on these revelations, they are not my cultural, social or political allies. That's certainly not how I see myself. However, it seems to me that there's what reason is Hunter Biden sat on the board of an energy company in the Ukraine? What reason is James Biden sat on the board or receiving payments from an energy company in China? And At a time where we're talking about sleaze, corruption, financial misdemeanors and relationships between corporations, big business and politicians, which let's face it, unless you're bloody stupid, you know that's going on all the time. So either change that or let's stop pretending that politicians are aspiring to anything other than the advance of their own interests. And if as a byproduct, a few people get helped along the way, well, then that's great. But for me revelations that there are financial connections between energy companies in the Ukraine, energy companies in China, and the Biden family are troubling. That should be public okay. knowledge. And it- So it, they tried to make that pu- public knowledge. I mean, the evidence was all there. They denied it. They denied it. And they led a campaign. Now, is that because it came from Giuliani and Donald Trump? Again, I ask the editors and everyone who's in charge of your giant room of very well-paid journalists, did no one say, well, what if it is right? Did all of you just say, it's Giuliani, ha, 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 let's have lunch? No one spent the time. No, no, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I believe that it was discouraged You would be a pariah. I mean, this is at best. You'd be a pariah if you would have looked into it. And so nobody did. And now they're coming out like, oh, wow, I just uh, just we just found this Hunter Biden laptop. looks like it's not a Russian plant. Huh? And yet they're not really doing anything. They're just covering their ass. You'll notice they're doing this now on covid. Where are the repercussions for anyone in our society they want a 9-11 style committee on january 6th well i'd go for one i'd go for one if i if i could even trust that it was even halfway fair but this is a witch hunt this is witch trials that they're going to do but i'd like an investigation on all of this crap and i think all of us feel this way I think people that I think are reasonable Democrats, they know this is they know this is wrong. They know our our whole society is going to hell in a handbasket. Most Democrats who know it, however, won't say it out loud 
because they don't want to be put into the same category as you because they see what their side does to you. And so they'll whisper it. You know what? I think you're right. I think I think this was a problem. I think critical race theory is a is a problem. You got to say something. Oh, really? I can stand here alone and you can remain silent while I take all of the arrows. Well, I'll do it, but I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for my children and my country. This is my service. You want to know what our World War II is? Right now. Right now. Are you willing to enlist to just stand up and say no more? Are you willing just to stand up and say, fire me? I'm not going to. I'm not calling all white people uh, racist. Just like I will never call all black people racist. That is absurd, and I won't do it. And if you have to fire me, fire me. And if somebody in your ranks says that, are you willing to stand up? This is out of control. It's out of control. And this is our second world war. This is when the sunshine patriots are not going to be seen. It's the winter soldiers. And guns are not required at this point. Just people locking arms, walking peacefully, speaking the truth, locking arms in, in, your, in your board of education meetings, locking arms at the local level, at your state level, and say, stop it right now. This state must protect the Constitution. I don't care what's happening in Washington. That's another topic. What's happening here, you must stand for the Constitution. America doesn't just want you. America needs you. Now. You know that feeling you get when you get the flu? The achy feeling? That's inflammation. Millions of people in the country feel that all the time. In some or all of their body, regularly. Uh, that's how it usually starts, and then it just becomes just nagging pain that you cannot get rid of, or at least you think. And you try everything, or at least you think. And then you hear some clown like me on the radio go, hey, you should try Relief Factor, and you're like, yeah, it's not going to work. That would have worked. How come I wouldn't have started there? Well, look at all the things that all the experts said you told you would work, uh, and all the crazy things that you might have done. And you're like, I don't know, Chinese medicine. What is that? Uh, root of elephant hoof? Sure, I'll give it a shot. And you're not willing to try this? Try it. Within three weeks, you'll know. If, you, if it doesn't work for you, stop taking it. Don't order any more. But after three work, weeks, 70% of the people who go on to order it, order more. Why would you do that unless it works? I mean, where are you going to you gonna order more of the elephant hoof thing? No, it didn't work. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. Tomorrow, uh, I'm going to talk to you about the new enemies list um, that is now gathering information on children and parents. Uh, where they work, etc., etc., as one of the top prosecutors joins in and says, This is exactly what we need to do. 
Uh, don't miss tonight's special, uh, The War of Terror. The War Against the Conservatives, Innocent Until Proven Conservative. Uh, that is tonight at 9 o'clock on The Blaze, and then we'll continue that conversation with this stunning story of uh, the anti-racists that are just making a list. See you tonight. This is the Glenn Beck Program.